Hey there, snack fiends. This episode of Black Nerd Radio is sponsored by YummyYeti.com, where you can find the best of the Northwest snack box. Snack locally. That's YummyYeti.com, Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. watching this uh video of all the people from married with children that have died and it was kind of sad it was a 12 minute video it was like i think 11 different actors that i was like that, my god you that all... were on the that are on the show that died yeah not not the pr- primary cast but like all the named extras and stuff you know like peg's mom the right. voice of peg's mom uh you know alan thick was on the show um who dated peg and kelly which was I've, I've forgotten he dated Peg too. Is Alan Thicke dead? Where you been? Yeah, Alan Thicke's been dead for quite a while. Man had a massive heart attack um, at an ice skating rink uh, with his son, um, whatever that pop star boy's name is. Uh, he just went by Thick, but his his pop star son. Yeah, uh, Alan Thicke died in 2016. Oh shit! Yeah, how did how did I not know this? You really didn't know, did you? No, I swear. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, no, he, uh... I, I know. I know he got like super conservative, and then, um, but I didn't know. I didn't know he died. Yeah, he had a. Uh, like I said, he was uh, ice skating with his son, and uh, he told his son, "Good shot," and then went face down on the ice. Holy that was, shit. That was it. I mean, he didn't, they say, didn't say another word, never gained consciousness. His heart just blew up in his chest. Oh my God. I wonder. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, Pete, uh, you, you remember Pistol Pete Maravich? At least I know you've heard the name if you don't, if you had never. Oh, saw yeah, him yeah. Play. Yeah. He died the same way. Um, actually, funny story. I met a guy by total accident at the Safeway across from my house who was in the gym playing basketball with him the day he died really yeah i had on a pete maravich jacket and the guy was like oh you look a little too young to be knowing who pete maravich is i said you don't know how old i am i'm black and he he started laughing hysterically as white dude and he said you know i died i said yeah he, uh he only had one i think i'm saying this right ventricle for the blood to go in and out when we're supposed to have four he only had one and oh wow yeah and somehow and it busted the guy said like the story was pete took a 15 footer hit nothing but net went to go get the ball fell face first broke his face and uh, he said they tried to resuscitate him but he said it was too late he was dead on on contact oh man yeah that's that's hard way to go yeah, I mean to but is it really though to die instantly? yeah yeah he went pretty quick yeah i yeah. mean they the way that dude described it is the way I thought about it. I was like, he just was there one minute and gone the next. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, I think what I like to uh, compare it to is like when you go to sleep, you don't know when you fall asleep, you know? So I feel like that was the same thing that happened to him. He didn't know he was dead until 
He yeah. was dead, you know, until whatever happens next happens next, you know, whether it be nothing or all your ancestors are there, which I always found funny. If when you die and you and you go to whatever heaven, whatever, and you meet your ancestors, how are you going to know who they are and who's going to do the introductions? I you ever wondered I, about that? I've never thought about it. <laughs> I've thought about that. For I would just years. assume. I would just assume it was like a gut feeling, you know. I if guess you're, okay. if, if you're gonna go all woo woo like that, you know, mm-hmm. why why wouldn't that be? If you're gonna die and then go to the afterlife and mm-hmm. see relatives, something would tell you that would you would just know. Mm. Or or what? Uh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Or what? Here's here's another one. What if you you know. You die and you go to the afterlife. And let's say you you had a wife and she died and it was a good, you know, it was a good marriage, but she passed away and you outlived her or she outlives you. Mm-hmm. Either way, you remarry and have a second very successful marriage. Mm-hmm. When you die and let's say they both die and then yeah, you die. What, what is it a polyamorous thing when you go back? <laughs> Well, you and you have two say? spouses that you that you had a great you know life with. Well, they say death to your part, so you're a free agent once uh, the clock strikes midnight on you. So that'd be up to you, I guess, or up to the women, I guess. I mean, I, I think that meeting your ancestors would take priority over your husband or wife, at least to me, because I would want to, or, or reuniting with your dead relatives would take priority. Like I would want to first talk to my grandfather and Leroy before. I, you know, hunt down Stephanie, you know, much love to her, but I, but she's alive and I've spent decades, I'll be sitting decades with her, you know, right. and, and they've been gone for decades. So it's like, I got a lot of catching up to do. So I'd want to do some quick catching up, which I don't even know what that means, but you know, it seemed like you'd want to catch up with them before you go find, you know, your, your, your earthly wife, you know, see your mom or, you know, your sister, your brother, your cousin, you know, mm-hmm. Fix your family, you know, get your family stuff together first, your blood family first, you know, then, you know, then you go after your friends and and then, you know, your wife or your friends have whatever order you want and that kind of thing, you know, but I just kept thinking about the introductions part. It's like, it's like, do I know you? It's like, yeah, I'm your great, 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 great. Okay. Look, just say the number. I'm your great 15 times grandfather. Oh, nice to meet you. And that's what I bothered me about. That's what bothered me about. Uh, that's why is I always I like the movie, but when I get a chance to shit on it, I do. That's why uh, Rose was such a garbage person. Rose, okay, Rose from the uh, movie Titanic. Oh, oh, when she wouldn't let him on the on the on the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, that door could hold two people. Yeah, of you, course. You fucking bitch. Yeah. Two, uh, she. She dies, and she goes back to that one-time fling that she had when she was in her twenties mm-hmm. or in her, uh, or late teens. Actually, I think she was like nineteen when it went down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fuck the husband that had that she had grandkids and great grandkids with the guy that put in all that work and time dealing mm-hmm. with her shit. But she goes back when she dies. She goes back to Jack. I remember thinking, "Wait a minute, she's a great grandmother. Why not with her husband? You know, why not with him? 
the only thing I could think of is the answer could be this. Very simply, it could be this. Is that Jack was her soulmate, but her husband wasn't. Her husband was the one she married and loved, but Jack was the one that made her complete. And those, those can be literally two separate things. They can literally be two separate things. The one that you love and that you're with, that you die and kill for, may not be the your 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 hundred percent perfect soulmate. It's just that just how it might be, and that's what it might have been for her. Is that she thought back to her soulmate as she was dying, with no disrespect to her husband. That's just where her mind went. Oh like, no, no, it's it's one hundred percent disrespect. <laughs> you think so? Uh, you. you let's say you're married to Stephanie 40 years. Okay. You guys have kids. Mm -hmm. You guys have grandkids. Mm -hmm. And then when she dies, you die. Then she dies. And she goes to the guy she met when she was 19, not you. You'd be, you'd feel some kind of way. Don't tell me you wouldn't. (laughs) I I would. But then again, I would, I honestly believe when death, death, do you part? I honestly, it's one of the things, you know, I, I, I really feel like it's like we're locked together on this earth, you know, unless something terrible happens and we divorce. I mean, we're locked together, you know, that's just the way it is. But when you die, it's like, okay, well, we had a life together. It was nice, but now maybe we'll get back together for eternity. Maybe we won't. I don't know, you know, until I get there. I would like to think so, but I don't know. And if she went to her, her soulmate, when she was 19 or the first guy she was with, she might have a special connection to that guy. That might be it. You know, it's, it's just, that's just where her mind took her. And, you know, I don't know where my mind will take me. It might take me back to her when I, as I'm dying, it might not. I don't know. You know what plus, I mean? Plus she threw the hope diamond in the ocean when she was on the ship that their sole purpose was to look for that diamond. So I say again. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, fuck, fuck Rose. Yeah, fuck you're right. Rose. Yeah, I barely remember the movie <laughs> because I only watched. I remember I, I I don't even think I saw most of the first half. I remember I want to see this movie after they hit the iceberg and watch these white people die. That's all I really remember <laughs> thinking at the time. What and I expressed <laughs> I expressed that opinion to everybody. It's like I just want to watch these white folks die on this boat. That's all I want to see. And once it hit the iceberg, I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> and oh, my I, God. And I left it to the females who worked there to, you know, let me know what was going on and all that stuff. So some of that stuff you're talking about, I had forgotten. But I do remember her tossing the diamond off the boat, which is like, why would you do that? Because she's a cunt. That's yeah. why. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's like the Hope Diamond. What are you doing? <laughs> but also, I'm smart enough to know that. There's enough diamonds on the earth for everybody to have like a hundred of them. Diamonds really aren't precious stones. They're just nice to look at. And their price is arbitrarily uh, kept high. Their diamonds are like gravel, man. They're everywhere, dude. Don't let these people fool you about diamonds. They are everywhere in those diamond mines. Hundreds and hundreds of billions of diamonds. They should not cost thousands of dollars. They should cost nothing. That's how that's how many they are. Diamonds should be free, okay? <laughs> also, here's something else I was watching. Um, my brother called me and told me um uh, a couple things. Uh, one, he told me about Elon Musk making uh thirty nine billion dollars in one day, and I I called bullshit on that something ferocious until I looked it up. 
which how, how did he do that? He uh he sold um he bought like I think Hertz rental car and they no Hertz rental car bought his Teslas and are going to use them uh I think it's uh, specifically for um for rental with his with his stuff and they Ooh, bought I'm doing stuff. that I'm renting one of those yeah and they my... bought they bought his stock um and I, I looked it up and I was like he's right and then Elon Musk was told that six billion dollars would fix the world hunger problem which I find bullshit but that's what the World Hunger Association told him. And uh, he said, if that's true, I will sell $6 billion worth of stock in, in my company and, and give you the money as long as it's transparent, ac- accessible to everybody in the world so we can see exactly where the money's going, how you're spending it. I'll do it. I'll give you the money and we'll see if we can stop world hunger. Okay? Wow. He ain't heard shit back from the World Health Association yet. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know why? Because he said transparent. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's willing to do it, that is fucking phenomenal. I mean, this guy, I you know, I I talked about him before in the podcast, about how he gives away patents. He yeah. lets he lets his employees keep their patents mm-hmm. as long as they share it with the company. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah. He's not he really is trying, guys. he really is trying to make the world a better place. He is, and that's why I, right now I always thought that people shouldn't hoard money or get that have that much money. But if if Elon Musk is going to do what he says he's going to do, give him the money because he'll do good with it. Let him have it. Let him, you know, take over Amazon and Microsoft. The world's problems may be solved in fifteen years if a guy like him has that kind of money, you know. And then we got to talking about uh, Mansa Musa. Which yeah. is directly online with this, with what I just told you. Right. Apparently, they said Elon Musk is the richest man in history, which we all know he's not. Mansa Musa is. I had to tell Stephanie that. Yeah. When Mansa, when Mansa go- took his, uh, hold on, it was, real quick. When he took his trip to Mecca, he gave away so much gold. He crushed the price of gold worldwide for 12 years. And on his way back from Mecca, he had to take his gold back. From the people he gave it to, because it was worthless, and some of yeah. them gave it back to him. Here, man, it's nice, but I can't do anything with it. It's worth like a penny. What are you doing? So he had to take it back. That's how rich he was. And the point is, now they're drawing him as a white dude. Did you know that? No. Yeah, they made there's their drawings, and people saying that he was actually a white man. Get the fuck out of here! I am not lying, dude. And I was like, I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised. Yo, get the entire fuck out of here. Yeah, That's not, insane. Not surprised. I mean, Mansa Musa couldn't be black and have all that all that riches and gold. Couldn't be the richest man. Couldn't be black. Come yeah, on. Yeah, Elon Musk is the richest living person. Yes. He's not the richest man ever. No, because Musa's uh, was like trillions of dollars, man. I mean, he he owned more gold than any country ever has has ever had. I mean, it was like. It's like a plaything to him, you know. That's how much gold he had. It was, it was a joke. But to make him white, it's just, it's, it's just oh, out of bounds. It's, it's out of is, bounds, man. It's just out of bounds. It's fucking insane. Well, you know, I remember telling you about that story that I wish was fake, but it's not. There were some studio execs. This is, you know, in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do a movie about. Um, they wanted to do a movie about um, Harriet Tubman, and one of the studio execs was like, 
let's get Julia Roberts to play her. <laughs> I'm sorry. And and the and the guy who was pitching the movie said uh she can't uh, because uh Harry Tubman's black. And and the studio exec's like, "Well, that was a long time ago. People don't remember that." And the guy was wow. like, "Never mind." <laughs> wow. I didn't I I thought I remembered that, but I wasn't sure. But now I like I remember hearing that, and it's like, why would you do that? And who would go? You know that movie couldn't have gotten made. You realize that? There's no way it would have gotten made. It couldn't have. Yeah, black folks and well-meaning white folks have too much sway in this world. They couldn't do that, you know. And I, I always told my dad when I was young, I was like, I always want. I said one of my bucket list is if I, if I ever got famous enough would be to make a movie and have George Washington crossing the Delaware and leading us to you know being the first president having played by Wesley Snipes oh geez <laughs> I always wanted to do that I because I, I just got tired of seeing all of the um all, all the white folks putting on blackface and Asian face I just got, I got sick of it and I was like I want to do that movie. I want to see how they feel when one of their icons is it what you is someone different. It's kind of like the fervor over Superman being um, uh, gay. You know what? That's not Superman. That's his son that's gay. Yeah. And then nobody, th- nobody, nobody, nobody. Every story I saw before I saw that video and looked it up said that it was his son. They thought they were making Cal L gay. Like, no, it's his son that's gay. I, I think the, I think the, well, I think it's two parts. People not just seeing a headline and just going with it, not reading it. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact in the comics, his son is, well, in that particular universe. iteration of that com- universe, he, his son is Superman. Uh, uh, Kal El has stepped down and retired, and his son is Superman on that Earth. But still, you—it's kind of like I'm gonna revisit this real quick, and then we're gonna move on. Okay. But uh, it's kind of like I just read recently they're—they're mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna be starting production on a Black Superman, and and they're doing a. Uh, um. Um. God damn! What was that Black Superman's name? Um, oh, um, I can I, I can get it. Just keep talking. I'll get it. Oh, and they're doing that. They're doing two Superman movies, both black. Why? Just do the one that's actually black. Calvin Ellis. Yeah, Calvel. Yeah, he. Uh, and he's president. Oh, that's right. He's that. yeah, yeah. He's president. He's in, in that universe. He's president and. He is uh, their Superman. Mm-hmm. Just tell that story. Yeah, why that's what do? I'm yeah, why do? Story. But they're doing both now. Two different companies are doing both. One's why? doing yeah, exactly. Why? Kyle Ellis should stay white because that's who he is. You know, yeah. in that in the, there are so many universes with the multiverse. You could make Superman anything, but don't take Kyle Make it another person. 
you know, that somehow survived the catastrophic uh, destruction of the planet? Why does it have to be Kal-El? That's like making all of a sudden Batman being back. Now, the only character I've always thought that should be black all the, from day one is Wally. It's, it's Flash. I mean, come on. The fastest man ever, a white dude. I mean, come on. Really? Come on. Hey, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> come on. Well, guys. Really? Well, on the on the CW, Wally Wally West is black, but <laughs> uh, he, he should be. I mean, the I mean, just the moniker, the fastest man alive, is a white dude. Uh, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, just... If we're gonna lean into stereotypes, let's lean all the way in. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just, 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 just do. So, I mean, you guys have white people have been the fastest in the world since probably. 20s we're talking a hundred years well the minute they let anybody else that wasn't white in that was yeah. it that was it <laughs> yeah that was the end that was the end of their reign you the lower you go on the social economic scale the the better they're gonna be at something <laughs> right it's, it's just the way it is yeah. i think chris rock had a joke like for every good black boxer there's a west indian waiting to beat his ass boxing has always been the sport of the poor that's why yeah. Fury is so great that motherfucker grew up in a trailer and it's a gypsy hated by everybody and this man grew up like just I, it was an awful awful upbringing if you look at what where he came from and he had nothing every time he steps in the ring he's like oh buddy i'm gonna kill you you don't know what i had to go through growing up a person like me well adjusted sort of with a mother and father you know middle class i could never be a world champion boxer which is why i've always thought Kobe Bryant was an anomaly, you know, because Kobe was rich, really rich, because his dad was rich growing up. And look at the killer basketball player he turned into. Well, look, he you spoke know? he spoke like four languages fluently. Yeah, fluently, yeah. It, it's, uh, he has an Oscar and a Tony. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Yeah, Oscar for music. Yeah, Oscar yeah. for music. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or a spoken word, something. Yes, yeah, spoken word thing. And, and a Tony. And he was super talented. Mm-hmm. And he was rich. It's like you don't really see that too often coming from rich people to, to make it in sports. You know, sports is a, is a I got to, sports has always been, I got to get out of here type thing. You know, right. I, this is my one chance to dig my family out of generations of, of, just, of hell and I've got to make it. That's what sports has always been, particularly for, for black athletes, you know. That's why we have more black millionaires and soon to be billionaires. And soon we're going to have, you know, third, fourth, fifth generation rich black families, you know, because of sports and entertainment, you know, and music is like that, too. Rappers ain't come from from where I come from. Rappers come from serious hell holes. They come from hell holes. Jay-Z was a fucking crack dealer, for God's sake. You know, it's, it's ridiculous, man. But you know, regardless of the of that. So now that we've got our babble out of the way, what's on tap for today, my man? Well, uh, I wanted to uh, do. I wanted to talk about a couple of movies I saw this weekend. Okay. Uh, but before that, I had a Star Trek pitch. Oh yeah, you did. Okay, go. All right. I was thinking about this. And uh, uh, they, you know, the 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 whole talks with Tarantino doing a ha, uh, doing a Star Trek movie. Mm. They have stalled out 
he, you know, he wanted to do one, but um, doesn't look like it's going to happen because he's kind of, he's only said he's, he's sticking to with, he's only doing one more movie. Kill Bill, better be Kill Bill. It's it, be Kill Bill. Well, it won't be because that one he wants to do in real time as far as the actors he wants to use, the original actors. He's like, it, that's a big maybe. They they have to grow up first. They're both only still, you know, the girl is only in her teens. That's right, she is, isn't she? Yeah, she was. She was like she was like seven or eight when that movie came out. So, so um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so but it got me thinking uh, about uh, if like if I could do a Star Trek movie, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And. I would do, I have an idea, and I wanted to call it Red Shirts. And, uh, like, let's say, not necessarily Enterprise, just a star, a star fleet ship. I don't know who. Uh, I, uh, something recognizable. I'm just not sure what I would pick, who I'd pick yet, which ship. Anyway, uh, the fleet gets into some, uh, some situation where, uh, Everyone is kind of incapacitated and just kind of waiting to die. And it's up to the red shirts, like the, you know, because the red shirts are typically um, uh, the the, uh, the security. Yeah, and they die. Yeah, and they, the they are. Like if you have four cast members, there's Bones and Kirk and Ohura and Jerry. Jerry's yeah. a goner. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's got the red shirt. Jerry's done. <laughs> Hell, even in the Star Trek movie, the first one, there was that guy's like he was all gung ho, and that when they were on that, when they're trying to unhook that uh, that uh, thing that got hooked, you know, that was keeping the the ship grounded, mm-hmm. and the first guy to die was the red shirt. Yeah. Well, I think we should. I should. We should. I would do a movie to where the heroes are these random red shirts. And like the fate of, and it would be a 100% an action film. It'd be a, your typical Star Trek setup, you know, but it would go action with the, with the red shirts. I mean, a lot of them would die, but a lot of them would make it. But I think uh, there's never been a show of, uh, there's never been a movie or even an episode of on any of the iteration of the shows where the fate of the ship lies on these red shirts. He's, you know, kind of disposable, uh, you know, uh, crew. Well, Lower Decks is kind of like that, which was an iteration of a Next Generation episode uh, where they followed four people who were just nobodies on the ship, but they weren't they weren't technically red shirts, but they were disposable crewmen. And I hate to say that disposable, nobody's disposable, but in right. the, so in the Star Trek universe, there are people that are fucking disposable. I mean, let's just be real; they they, they just are, right? Um, but lower decks is kind of like that, where they save the day. The captain's just kind of there. Um, so I mean, it, it could it could work like that. I mean, that that's kind of the direction I would go. I mean, obviously, the star would ha- the stars would have to you know set the plot, set the tone, and then probably get captured or something. And then those people would take over the ship, you know, and and save the day in the end. And the captain gives them a kind of like a Star Wars type where they walk down the, the, the runway or whatever with everybody on the side and great music is playing and they put medals on their chest kind of thing. Um, so it, it could it could work. I mean, it, it, it would be an interesting take. Now, here's the question, though. 
would you have the red shirts be unknown actors or stars? I would if I had my my uh, my my way. Yeah, this is your show, hundred percent your show. Who, would you have they would they would unknowns? be unknowns. They would be unknowns. Okay. And I would kill a couple out the gate just so you weren't sure who was going to make it. Ah, because that squad thing. Well, well, not not the whole you know not the whole crew, but you know, there's some people that because I don't want you to get too comfortable. And if you have like. Again, if you have like a big star or a couple big stars, well, you know they aren't going, right? Yeah. Or and if and if I did, and if let's say the studio's like we got to have one good one big star, I'll do it. But then they're getting killed. I'm set. <laughs> I'm setting it up like they're the star, and then they're getting murked because I wanted to feel like the stakes are real. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I yeah. The whole point. The whole point. You know, it, it it defeats the purpose of the you know of the movie or show because the whole point is uh is these guys always die and uh, you know I'm gonna but but this is the one time yeah some of them will die but some of them are also gonna be the heroes of the day it's just you know I don't know it's just an idea I had I would love to do that if I had if I was Tarantino I would have done something like that. That's interesting. I just wish Tarantino would pull off the idea of just 10 films because I think he's underestimating age and, and the degradation of the mind. I I, I, I think he well, thinks well, that a certain... Because we're different now than we were 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago because of medical knowledge, nutrition, exercising, we're living longer, our brains are, are, are more powerful than not more powerful, but they're 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 they don't degrade like they used to because of all the bad things our grandparents, you know, used to do with the smoking, the drinking, you know, and all that stuff. So he might be just as nimble minded as he is now at 70. And you know, he well, doesn't have to go downhill, which is why I wish he'd come off that. Well, for him, I, he explained in pretty pretty great detail uh, why he was doing it, and he did mention that you know, look at any director that's been around too long and how there's been a drop off in quality as far as is just uh, you know that's like that he's right. I mean, I, there's very 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 few mm-hmm. directors that are like that like seem to excel. In their old age, kind of like a, like a George Miller. Yeah, your boy with um, uh, Mad Max. That was yeah. I didn't realize that dude. What is he? hundred and ten. Mad Max. Jesus when he Christ. did Fury Road, he was seventy two. When he did oh, Fury Road, yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, guys, you know, um, he's doing shitty movies, but his quality hasn't dropped. Um, what's his name? Um, Oh, his brother jumped off a bridge a little while ago. Oh, uh, Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah. Um, help me out. Is Scott. Tony is Tony dead or the other one? <laughs> Tony Tony Scott's dead. Okay. So Ridley's alive. Ridley. Ridley. Ridley Scott. Yes, that's his name. The aliens guy. Got it. Yeah. Um, you know those guys seem to you know be fine, but but his big thing was that his he has a young son. I mean, Tarantino's he's over fifty. He's old, just yeah, and um, he has a like a two year old now, and he just wants to raise his kid. 
And he's like, he said, I have enough side business. I got enough side hustles. And money isn't the issue. 58. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's like, plus, he's like a movie doing it because he writes all his movies and he's involved in every aspect of them. Uh-huh. He's like, um, you know, his whole thing was, I, uh, you know, every movie takes like like a year and a half to two years. I I don't want to do it. I just don't. I I, I want to have a, a solid body of work that is undisputed, and so far so good. And, uh, and he wants to just live. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. Oh, I do too. I understand. I just think that he's such a rare talent that it's just. It... It's such a waste. Wow. His wife is only 37 years old. She's 20 years, 21 years younger than him. Wow. That's a whole generation. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. That's impressive. Good for you, sir. Good so, you. yeah. So I get it. I get I, it. I know. I, I just. I, I mean, I, 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 I get, you know, because he is super talented. It seems yeah. like. Everything he to... touches is gold, man. And it's like, he's like Marvel. I know you want to, some people want to quit when they're on top, but. Oh man, I want to, I want you to quit. Well, actually, Marvel ain't quitting on top from what I've read about the Eternals. That... <laughs> well, I'm well. You know what? I I take that with a grain of salt. I'm going to see it Friday. I'll have a review for it next week. Um, I yeah. don't. I yeah. I hear. I hear a lot of. You know. I hear it, it seems like a lot of not great news. Yeah. But but um. It doesn't stop me. I'm going to see it anyway. Of course you're going to watch it. It's Marvel. But like we've talked about, Marvel has been great for too long. A shitty movie has got to happen sooner or later. That's just the balance of the universe, man. That's just how the universe works. Nobody is great forever. We got Thor The Dark World. That was uh, Dark Elves. That was a piece of shit. Okay, and then they had what twenty more movies that were fantastic, A plus, can't well, be disputed, and then about about ten more. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the odds, you know, the the odds are it can you're gonna you're gonna have a couple that aren't gonna be great. Right. But but we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll let you know. I'll check it out uh, Friday this Friday. Um, what was I babbling about before that? We were talking about Tarantino. Oh yeah, so he he talked about it on Rogan's podcast about why he's why he's quitting, and then Rogan spent a lot, another half hour trying to convince him to, to yeah. not to not quit. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I said, man. He's a once in a he's a once in a two generation vision. He's a visionary, man. I mean, I I have yet to be disappointed with anything he's done, and it's like I don't I don't. <laughs> It's not like a great athlete like Jordan who has to quit because he grew old. You right, know, Jordan right. had to stop, you know, and Tarantino, I don't think has to stop. I just think he wants to stop, you know, and he is getting up there. He's 58. He's he really, I mean, you know, he probably doesn't want to direct a movie at 70 because he just because like you said, he writes, he directs, he does everything. And who knows where his mind is. Put it this way. I, I'll put it this way. I don't think Tarantino wants to turn into Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, they are getting calls from every corner of wrestling for him to walk away because wrestling has never been worse in the WWE. And he's still calling like all the all shots. All shots, man. And it is awful to watch because Vince is 76 years old. He is so far out of touch. It's not funny. It, 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 it's, it's, it's sad. 
It's like, dude, you need to walk away. It's time. Yeah. If you get to a certain point in, in your life with age that you become irrecoverably, I think that's how you say it, uh, 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 distant from what's happening. And you can't close that distance. You can't close that gap. You are out of touch forever. You will never be back. Like my mother, she'll never be back in quote unquote touch with what's happening now with the quote unquote kids, you know, what they're doing and, and the technology right. coming. She just can't. It won't happen. And I wish that he would step away. And that's what I don't think Tarantino wants to be when he gets older. You know, he doesn't want to be that guy. He doesn't want to be Vince McMahon. So I get that. But I just wish he'd make more movies faster. So he gets them out before he gets older. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Pick up the pace, dude. <laughs> Give me three, four, well, come on, let's go. Uh, anyway, that's just selfishness. Right, if you quit, oh, uh, now, uh, I don't know if you heard this, but The Trench, the movie that was going to be about that dark part of the ocean. Ah, uh, yes. Uh in the Aquaman movie, it mm-hmm. it got it got put to bed. It's not going to be made. It got canceled, which it probably should have been because it didn't seem like there was much of a story there until wow. until James Wan was asked about it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked him about you know um the movie The Trench and what was going to happen with that. And he's like, well, it's not going to happen. It got canceled. Uh, the plans got, you know, canceled. And he focuses, you know, he's focusing on Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And they asked, uh, well, you know, what was The Trench going to be about? And James Wan let it go, let it slip that The Trench was going to be a um, uh, backdoor movie a uh, backdoor black manta movie oh he was secretly doing a black manta movie so you know like black manta goes and needs to get some weapon or something and then mm. goes to the trench and has to deal with that and then we would see him again in the second aquaman movie with said weapon or whatever you know new attitude after the trench. So the trench was going to be a black Manta movie, but um, he said it was, you know, he he built it around the trench. I'm assuming because someone there was like, Oh, they didn't want a black led movie. Maybe who knows? I mean, because that stupid myth has been put to bed a few times over now, but, but uh, yeah, that's what you found out. Now I kind of wanted to see a trench movie. Now that, (laughs) now that I know that, but yeah. it's not happening. I that's good and bad. I mean, obviously, I want to see a black man a movie done right, but these creatures in the trench, man, it's like, why would you? They're just why would you want to do that? They don't seem like they're worth two hours of my life, you know what I mean? Uh, I they just look like just ravaging soldiers, you know. Well, I, I think that was just one aspect of the trench, and they were gonna who knows. What they were gonna do story wise, but uh, you know, yeah, it would have been interesting to see a Black Manta movie. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I would want to see it is a Black Manta movie coming. Yeah, from it. yeah. yeah so. Me too. It was the only. Um. Also, last week, before we get into our movies, also last week, 
Alec Baldwin shot and killed someone on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's kind of fucking crazy. Yeah. That it that it happened because of all the things that have to go wrong for something like that to happen. You know, especially after all the stuff that was put into after Brandon Lee's death, all mm-hmm. the all the new mandates and rules that were put into place to prevent that. Mm-hmm. And then this happened. So it was a colossal failure of uh, of a chain of command. Well, make- you're, you're the actual movie guy in this on this podcast. Tell the audience what kind of safeguards that there are that were in place and why it shouldn't have happened. You know, you got to educate well, the audience because I don't know. Oh, it's kind of crazy. You know, because especially after Brandon Lee's death, uh, for people who don't know, uh, Brandon Lee, uh, the movie The Crow, about uh-huh. just under 30 years ago. Jesus Christ. God damn, don't ever say that. <laughs> um, uh, he was shot and killed on set because uh, a blank, well, it wasn't a blank. It was a, uh, well, it was a blank, but it had a, uh, it still had, um, it, they had taken the the bullet off, but it still had enough of, uh, uh, God damn it, what is it? A discharge inside the blank. Yeah, there was something in the barrel that, yeah, when they shot it came out. So most movie sets, well, if any movie set has a gun, any professional set, not like talking about like people getting together to shoot a movie, I'm talking about like a, you know, insured movie set, especially a studio set. Mm-hmm. If the if there's any weapons, they they have what they what there's what's called an armorer, and that's a trained person that has a gun that that deals with the guns. Now, this technology is so good, and even, unless you're shooting something like a John Wick. Where you have long drawn out scenes of a lot of gunfire, and even those, uh, you don't really need guns on set anymore. I mean, you can get away. Uh, well, you, I, I can, I can, If you had a toy gun and shot it around on my phone, I could, mem- I could videotape you or videotape. I could record you shooting and making you know making the hand gestures as if a gun is firing and then i could put in the muzzle flash i can put in the smoke i can put in the sound and i and this is just technology on my phone yeah so there's really no need for uh i i get they wanted to have that kickback and uh, it looks cooler because it's you can tell you know it's there it's actually there mm-hmm but you don't really need guns on a set. But let's say you have your guns on a set. What makes it crazy that it happened is that the armorer is only is, is the only person. Like if you if you're on a set and you're holding a gun, the only person that would hand you that gun is the armorer. Yep. No one else. No one else. Yeah. And. uh he was handed the the gun and the gun and the uh he was Baldwin was handed the gun so it was the scene apparently he had to shoot like in the direction of the camera mm-hmm. okay like any in any and that's another crazy thing in any movie you watch including like like your mexican standoffs it's it's a it's a bit of a camera trick because on no movie set 
are you going to see two people holding a gun directly in the fire line of each other? Right. It's always off uh -huh. and shot to look like they're barrel to barrel, but it's it, trust me, it's not. Yeah, that's the Brandon Lee rule. You don't ever yeah. point the gun at, any, at, at your actors, ever. Ever. So the fact that Alec Baldwin was handed the gun, not by the armorer, but by the director, who also got shot. I yeah. mean, who got... <laughs> so he handed him the gun, and he said it's, it's, it's a cold gun, which means it's not loaded. Right. And it was. Now, here's the thing. They weren't using blanks. Because blanks are are still incredibly expensive, but they were taking regular bullets and pulling the pulling the um, pulling the the lead out, cleaning the lead out. So you'd have you just have a shell. So there would still be a fire, and if you did a close up, you would still see uh, uh, you know still see something in the chamber. But it's supposed to just fire and nothing would discharge. Right. So it would make a loud noise and that was it. Uh, it. What's dangerous about that is that a blank, for a blank to actually kill you, you have to be closer to point blank range. Right. Like literally inches from your head or from your body part. That's how Freddie Prince Sr. died. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same way. And and that guy from Voyager, uh, from that show Voyager, the time travel show from the early '80s, he was playing around with it and put it to his head and shot and killed himself. Yeah, you know, like any any like you, if you have a blank and you're like ten, five, three feet away, it's not lethal. It's, there's nothing coming out of it. But what kills you is that the propulsion of of compressed you know air. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they didn't have. They were using uh, live rounds without with that with the bullet taken out, but it wasn't cleaned properly, so there was still enough residue or enough in the in the gun in the, so that's what shot and killed the cinematographer and wounded the director. So he literally he literally just shot at them and then you know like a, with a live round, and then you find out, then you find out that. The armorer was a 24-year-old, inexperienced, un unlicensed armorer. So basically, just someone who's uh, like a like someone who's like a uh, an intern at best, you know, in that field. Uh, and the reason is because this was a low, low-budget movie. The, mo the movie had a four or five million-dollar budget. Uh, Alec Baldwin was a uh, one of the producers on it, but it was probably, I'd say he probably half that budget was probably just to pay him probably. to do it. Yeah, and uh, so they started cutting corners, and one of the corners they cut was letting a lot of people walked off because of the conditions. They were complaining about the. I the, heard about that. Yeah, they, they said the conditions weren't like weren't great, and, uh, and that includes one of the armor. So they got an armor. Just a very inexperienced, unlicensed armor, and uh, uh, she didn't clean it all the way. You know, uh, they were using. They also found like 500 rounds of real bullets what? on the set. So some of these guns, they were probably uh, the. I can only guess 
they were like target shooting on the off days with these guns. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what is fucking insane? There should not be any live rounds anywhere near that set. God, that sounds so amateurish, man. Why would you? Well, yeah. Do that? And, and then, and then the armor is not even there when you're shooting this scene. Not only not there, it's supposed to be checked by the armor and goes directly from the armor's hands to who, who, whoever in the scene's hands. No one else. Yeah. No one else because of shit like this. How do it's, you get that cheap, man? When you're dealing with firearms. I, oh God, I didn't see. I didn't know that it was that all of that stuff, man. That's. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often when you get cheap like that. I mean, well, wow. uh, do uh, what's her name? Rebecca Duvernay. Uh, she did the Selma movie. And... Oh yeah, great. That's uh, yeah, her. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she. Uh, I don't think it's Rebecca, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. She's. Uh, she. I agree with her. She's like movie sets are the, are probably the safest, uh, safest uh, jobs to have because of all the rules. Mm-hmm. That you have to uh, adhere to because people's jobs are on the line, their livelihood is on the line if they fuck up big, and you only get one chance, you know. So it's like, uh, you know, we're we're talking about everyone refers to like Brandon Lee as the last time, you know, that how many movies worldwide have been made thirty years over thirty years, thousands. Oh yeah, and we're only talking about this the, the another time this has happened. You know, thirty years ago. So, uh, I in my job, and I I'm in shipping. I'm in fucking shipping. Yet I have two stories of people dying at work from work related incidences. Yeah. Hey. Uh, just the last month, a dude lost a finger. So it, the movie sets are incredibly safe because of so many fucking rules. Yeah. And for this to happen, for this to happen, so many things have to go wrong. Yeah, that's or, what it or, or like. just or just get overlooked or not paid attention to or cut in corners, which and it looks like they're still doing an investigation, but it looks like a case of just cutting a lot of corners to save money, and look what happens. Yeah, I mean, you think about all the Schwarzenegger movies, Stallone movies, Rambo's with all the guns, and this happens. I mean, it's like you don't you don't mess with firearms, dude, and that's what. I never understood people that play around with with firearms, man. I mean, I had a friend get his head blown off like that playing with playing with a gun. You know, he reached out to grab his friend's gun and he blew his head off because he grabbed it by the barrel and the gun went off. You know, and it's like you don't play with guns, man. You, you don't play with guns, dude. And to be cheap like that because of guns, I, wow. I Alec Baldwin. I don't know how he's gonna lay this one down. I, I I I don't know. The New York is still they're still saying he might face charges, which I don't see how. You know, now they're just gonna go after him because he's a name and yeah. he's a producer on the show. I don't think that's gonna hold a lot of water because it shouldn't. He just it, got the gun, man. He didn't load it, he didn't he, he's not the it. armorer. He was given the gun and told it was good to go. Yeah. He did what he was supposed to do, and he shot somebody. Yeah, how's that his fault? He's got to live through that. I know. And I think because he's attached as a producer, but there's so many, like uh, we've discussed in the past, there's so many different uh, producers. There's creative producers that those are the ones that uh-huh. shape how a movie is made. Actually, my friend Tim, he's uh, his girlfriend is a unknown producer. It was kind of crazy because when I met her, uh, 
I I've seen movies she's worked on, and <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not gonna put her name out there because I don't I don't want to I don't want to get in her bad graces. I still like to talk Hollywood shit with her, <laughs> and she's really nice. But um, he's just like a guy with his name on. You know, it'd be it'd be no different than if he gave you a sam or a sandwich that he he grabbed an extra sandwich from craft services. You eat it and you get sick. It's not his fault. He just picked up the sandwich and gave it to you. Exactly. You know that. So blame him for that. You know. Yeah, it's the same kind of shit. That so I don't think that one's going to hold water, at least yeah. with suing him. But the 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 company that the that 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 the you know the movie's under. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the everybody's going to get sued because well, someone's mom, someone's sister, someone's you know died, and yeah. the director is. I don't know how bad he is, but he was, he's, he was, you know, he was an ICU. Yeah, it was a through and through. Went through her and into him. I mean, it was yeah. only one shot. And it's like, you just don't, you don't, like I said, I can't, you can't say it enough. You don't play with guns, you know, and everybody, it's just, I, I don't want to, I, okay, I was going to segue into something else, but I don't want to. I want to stick to this because I'm really frustrated about what I was going to segue into. But so, all right. Uh, what else, what else, what else you got? Well, um, I got a couple movies, and then we'll call it good. Uh, right. I saw No Time to Die, the last Bond film that um, Daniel Craig is in. Does he die? I don't want to give it away. Damn it! <laughs> well, text me. Or when we're I'll, t- done, I'll, I'll, me I'll tell you when we're done. I'll tell okay. You. Um, I got a feeling he dies. Oh, oh, fuck it. We'll just get into it. Yeah, he doesn't make it. Spoiler, folks, he doesn't make it. I didn't think so. But it was so it was so much better than Spectre. I had a lot of fun with this. It was it was a different bond. He was like he was semi-retired. There's already a 007 in his place. It's a black woman. Um Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, she's not going to be the next bond though. So, so everyone calm down. Yeah, a Um, a nigger will never play Bond. Okay, well, a woman will probably never play Bond. At least not, not, not soon. They, uh, they, she was a double oh seven, and he was retired, and he kind of got sucked back in, and they reinstated his status, but he wasn't a double oh seven. He was just there to the aid, and uh, it was it was nice to see a, a Bond movie that was good because Spectre was so bad. And so boring. Is that the one with Batista? Yeah. Ah. It should have been great, but it just wasn't. And uh, but this this one was really good and uh it was a lot of fun and it was I enjoyed it. I was I really enjoyed it. Oh, good, good. I may have to watch that one then. Yeah, I I recommend it. I absolutely recommend it. Okay. Um uh I don't know if you watched it. I think you should have, but I watched Dune. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I'm planning to uh, either tonight or tomorrow to watch it. What? Yeah. I, what? What did you watch for the tenth time in its place? <laughs> I've been I've been in the YouTube rabbit hole the last couple of days. Um, there's been some. There's been some. Well, I'll just do it briefly. I'm not going to get into it, but there's been some court cases I've been following pretty closely. Like the Supreme Court is about to make it so that, and I know it's going to happen, so that everybody. And I mean, everybody can carry a gun concealed without a permit or anything. Without a permit. Yeah. You can just carry a gun. There's open carry anywhere. 
And I was talking to my brother about it, and I said, you realize how dangerous that is for you? You know? And he's like, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I'm not going to hide it anymore. My brother's a police officer. And it's like, I... He, he well, if 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 you were hiding it, it was the worst, worst it? secret ever. You mentioned it about a dozen times. Yeah, I've out <laughs> it. now it's now I don't have to pretend to out to not have something out of me. But yeah, it's like they're gonna they're gonna decide whether states uh, can go can can put any kind of mandate on uh, gun free zones if there can be any gun free zones anywhere. And I and I think as conservative as the court's going to be <coughs> or is, they're gonna say carry gun anywhere, guys. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a mistake. How do you argue? You can't even argue with people anymore. I won't mm-hmm. even argue with nobody no more if that happens. I just walk away from everything because you just don't know who's caring and you might get shot by some person because they cut you in line or something. I mean, I, I don't. It just doesn't make us safe, does it? And uh, no, I know it's gonna happen. I know it is. I know it's gonna happen. They're gonna tell the states you can't regulate guns. So. I've already said you're gonna be able to buy a gun someday in Safeway on the gun aisle and just pick it up and put it in your cart and keep walking. It's gonna be that simple pretty soon. You watch. Gun nuts are gonna have their way. And I've always said I think there's an end game to these lawmakers, these Republican lawmakers who want. I think they want martial law. I think they want everybody to have a gun. I think they want to get so bad the government has to step in and handle it. And we'll have martial law. We'll have uh, the democracy will be suspended until we get the gun problem under control. They'll somehow blame the liberals for it. And then we'll have uh, we won't have elections and we'll have uh, some sort of president for life or a dictator or a king. That's where I think this is going. I really believe that. I really believe that. I wouldn't. uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. It's very probable. It is. I mean, look at their love for Donald Trump, man. They, he, it's like he's a king, you know? And that's what they've always... I've been saying this for 30 years. Republicans and, and people want a king. They want one direction, one way of doing things. You know, it's like, just if he says right, even if right leads you into a hornet's nest, well, that's where we're going. You know, mm. he's, he said so. They believe in royal blood. You know, the rich should rule everybody. I mean, it's just... It's, People are people are ridiculous, man. But this, it's just going to end up horrible. They're also going to kill Roe v. Wade. I'm following that right now. Uh, one of them, one of them, who is it? I want to say that latest one, Brett Kavanaugh. He may not vote to kill it because he's a real, and I hate to say it because I hate these people, constitutionalist. And he said it's already in there. And he said I don't want to fuck with it. So, you know, maybe women will be able to control their bodies. When this is over, you know, but I don't think they will be able to. I think we're going to go back 50, 60 years and have guns everywhere. It's going to be an awful, it's going to be awful. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where, that's where I've been the last few days. So. Well, great, Debbie Downer. I know. I, <laughs> I tried, but that's, that's where my head's been for the last few days in, in, in that rabbit hole. Uh, uh, well, Dune was really good. <laughs> How was Batista? He was great. Um, it's weird. It's weird about this movie because this is this movie is very faithful to the book mm-hmm. and the first book, and this movie is only the first half of the first book. 
So the second one will be uh, that comes out and was approved. Was, here's another crazy thing. They did this movie not knowing if they were going to do a second one. And really? the way, yeah, the studio didn't have enough faith in it. But the movie is, even during the pandemic and day and date on streaming, it still did really, really well. So it got approved for a part two, which will come out in 2023. And uh, it's kind of crazy that they would go through all this trouble and not have enough confidence to to, to let, you know, let um, a villain you do like both movies, you know, so they'd be like a year apart or, or, you know, so, but we got a two year wait and it's, you know, hasn't even one frame of the second part has not been even shot yet. And this first one ends, it doesn't end like a movie would end. It ends like, you know, it ends like, um, like uh like this was a VHS tape and you know like put in the second tape to watch the rest of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's no grand ending. It just cuts off. It just stops like the Sopranos just fade. Just it just it just stops. So if they didn't get a second movie, it would have been fucking blood in the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but uh, it's it it you know people a lot of people probably not you know probably say negative things about because it's not it's not shoot them up you know all that shit happens in the in this well you know in the second half of the book the big battles and stuff then there is some battle scenes there's one significant battle scene at the end uh-huh. you know that really propels the story but um it was uh you know it was a lot of world building so a lot of just getting all the players in place and uh it was funny. Uh, uh, Momoa, but he really that guy needs a beard. I mean, he is half the movie. He's he doesn't have a beard. He plays a Duncan Idaho. I don't know if you read the book, but it's kind of like a he's kind of like their man of arms type, you know. I bet he looks so goofy. And- he goofy because he's still a good guy, you know, but. Just looks weird after seeing him with yeah. a beard for the last decade. It's just weird to see him without one. It's kind of like the I've, time I've never seen like him without t- one. Oh, see, I remember when and he was dating Lisa Bonet, and he had yeah back when he was like like a waif. He was like super thin and like model type, you know. Uh-huh. Before he started looking more rugged, but I remember uh, um. The, the oh god damn it! I lost my train of thought. But it was a really good movie, and I really, uh, I, you know, it's not uh, action packed. If you're expecting that, it's just a world building, and but it's action. so beautifully shot. Uh, I saw it. I didn't see it at home. I saw it at uh, my girlfriend's house, and mm-hmm. she has a hundred inch projector. God damn. So, so we watched it on that and it was almost as good as seeing it in the theater. You know, it was just really this is a beautiful looking movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it again just to just to look at it. It's really good. I enjoyed it and I can't wait for for uh part two. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I I I I I'm trying to look for a picture of Momoa without a beard and it just 
he just looks so nerdy. <laughs> he just does. It's like some people should not have should not not have face hair. You know what I mean? It's like right. can you imagine Tom Selleck with no face hair, without a mustache? Really? Well, just- yeah. I uh, I I remember one time I shaved my guy. I went smooth. I didn't have a mustache or a beard, and I look weird. Even my own mother. It's like you look weird. Because I I think I'm one of those people that are supposed to always have facial hair. If you look at my third grade, third grade picture, I didn't have a mustache, but I had like a little prince peach fuzz. It was like a dark and, you know, like a little prince mustache. Mm-hmm. Now, prince's mustache was never really, it wasn't, it was more like decorative look. It wasn't yeah. like hair. It looked like just a, a dark peach fuzz. I had that in the third grade. I think I'm one of those people that's, that is supposed to always have facial hair because I look really weird without it. Yeah, I just, I de-age. Every time I shave my face completely clean, I look 10 years younger. Everybody says, like, man, you look like 10 years younger. It's like, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I really, I don't understand what that means, but it, it, it's just ridiculous. So what else did you see? I know you said you had one more. Oh, no, that was it. It was uh, it was uh, Bond and... Bond, that's right. That's the first Bond one. and then uh, Dune. I didn't get to see as much as I wanted to. Um, I just been too busy. And work is... I have one more vacation coming up in a couple weeks. Oh, that's right. Uh, peak, peak is coming. And then Peak is here. And then... Uh, and then that's it for about six, seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I I forget we're in that time of the year again where you just where you might as well just pitch a cot in your car in front of the in front of the <laughs> in front of the building and just go like fuck it. I'm not even going to go home. Yeah, it's, it's fuck. It's it's coming. I like I told you all the years, man. I would just get a room at a hotel across the street. It just you get more sleep, less driving. It would just be easier. I, nah. I would think it would just be easier on me. For me I'm, personally, it would be easier. I'm only 12 minutes away, and uh, nothing beats the comfort of your own home. Yeah, and, and you know, that is just a big money-making month and a half. So I, yeah. um, I don't want to siphon it out with unnecessary. It would be one thing if I lived like an hour away. Like some, of the, some people I work with, they live an hour away. Uh, that makes more sense. Yeah, but I live twelve minutes away. There's no way I'm not doing that. No, I get it. I I just I'm just I just just be lazy. It's like look, I want to get as much sleep as humanly possible. That extra twelve minutes, it might only be a five, might be five minutes to get to the hotel. That's that's what seven more minutes of sleep. I take it. <laughs> I take it. You know, that, that, that's just me. But uh, let's see, so next week. We'll have a review of Eternals, and I will. Um, we got to do it. Uh, we're going to do a whole episode on it, Marcel. So I suggest you get on it because because I'll be going into peak. We're going to have folks. We're going to have a few a few shows where they're not connected to current events because they can't be. So, uh, but they will be. Uh, I think I've been saving this for a peak show, so sooner than later, folks, uh, we will have a review of the Godfather series. One, two, and three. So I'm going to get Marcel watching them again so we can can get on that. I don't want to watch the Godfather. Stop crying. Dry your tears. I won't. 
They're great movies, all except for three. <laughs> but we'll watch that again. I haven't seen three since it came out in the theaters. In in nine, it was in ninety. <laughs> yeah, I've heard nothing but shit about the third one. You know, I keep hearing. The well, it's not. It's not like. It, yeah, the first two are classics. Fucking classics. Every gangster movie you've seen is aping what what those movies did first. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third one isn't like it isn't like bad from like a filmmaking point. It's just like unnecessary. And it it, it it'd be like I can it to like it it you know like remember we talked about uh, there was all that rumor about Cap coming back in another yeah. Marvel movie and I was like I hope not or no Tony coming back in another Marvel movie and I was like I hope not because it cheapens his death. Yeah it does. I don't want to see him back. Three cheapens the legacy of one and two of the Godfather series. You know what? I could handle Tony coming back if it's a multiverse type thing. If it's another universe, but not like, let's say he comes back, but he's not Iron Man. He's just Tony Stark, brilliant genius, you know? And Uh I could handle that. That would be, that wouldn't cheapen Iron Man's death if it's another version of Tony Stark from another universe. I could live with that. I I could live with that. He won't do it, but I could live with that. Uh, if yeah, if that is the case, and he acted completely different, right? Yeah, yeah, I could, I, yeah, he was Tony Stark, but he, he's not the Tony Stark we know. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's a totally different Tony Stark. He never got the eye. He never got kidnapped. Um, you know, he never got to the cave. He's just a rich, yeah, you know, guy. You know, if he was and just he, like the guy, he never became Iron Man. And he never got abducted, so he, be, you know, so he becomes Iron Man, and he's just. Like the guy he was before he got the suit, right? I, that I would, that would that. be that would be interesting. He just a complete douche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I would like to see that. Yeah, but Downey Junior's never gonna do that. So no, he's, he, this guy. He, he costs way too much now. Oh god, and, he can probably command forty million dollars. And do it. they're not gonna pay him for that. You know, it is it's just too much. No, hell, if they, he's not. I if he's do not that. doing the voiceover for for the Marvel's uh, What If series when he was there, when because he was around when uh, he he was still Tony Stark when they were creating that show, that's why they got everybody else to do their voices because it was you know it was during that time because it takes that you know that long to animate and they knew what they wanted to do. So uh, if he's not doing that, he's definitely not coming back for you know. Yeah. yeah, he's not. I mean, I he's not going to settle for less. You know, he's, he's not to owe them anything. You know, they benefited from each other, even though at first Downey Jr. did owe them because it saved his it saved his career playing Iron Man. But oh, after yeah. that, after the after that, it became an equal partnership. You know, it's not he they don't mm-hmm. he doesn't owe them anything anymore. Right. It's like it's like in a lot of ways. I still think he does, but he really doesn't. Tar- like uh, Travolta owes Tarantino. I don't think he does anymore, but some people do. You know, I think after f- the first four or five years, maybe even seven years to eight years after uh, Pulp Fiction, dude, t- whatever Tarantino needs you to do, you need to get in your car and drive over there and do it, or fly over there and do it, because he yeah. saved he saved your punk ass. There is right. no you without without Tarantino. So right, you know, but that's not the case with Marvel anymore. So I I can see why he wouldn't do it. He wants his money. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, real quick before we cut off, uh, my Stephanie's friend Nancy, uh, who's uh, nanny's for uh, Fishburn, uh, was in town. Oh yeah, and she was telling me about uh, she met Keanu Reeves. He's as nice as they say he was. You know, as everybody says he is. Gave her a big hug and tell her she's part of the family and all that. But here's what surprised her, which didn't surprise me. She said Denzel's a douchebag. That didn't surprise me either. No, she says he's a douchebag. He wouldn't even look at her. He treated her like she was a piece of crap. And I was like, yeah, I believe that wholeheartedly. He looks like an asshole. You know? He looks like that type of dude that if you're not on his level, he ain't got time for you. You know? And I was like, I told her, she was like, yeah, but I thought he would be nicer. No, no. <laughs> this is a former black tar heroin drug addict, okay? This is the guy who grew up in the, the ghetto of ghettos, man. He's not a nice guy. He's a great actor, but I, he doesn't see, I, I never thought he was a nice guy, ever, ever. And she was like, I was just heartbroken, you know, when he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even look at me. I'm like, well, I don't know yeah. what to tell you, sweetie. <laughs> Yeah, that does not surprise me. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Um, also, we're go- you're going to watch it and we're going to review it. Uh, it came out yesterday, the or came out to yeah yesterday. The harder they fall, the all black uh, western. It has uh, oh, Regina yeah. King and it has um, Idris Elba, Zazie Beats, Jonathan Majors. So you're going to watch it. I don't want to hear any bullshit because we're going to review it. Or we're both going to have seen it. No, I'll watch it. It doesn't sound, it didn't look that bad. It doesn't look like um, a posse. So Yeah, just, I don't know. We'll I'll see. probably enjoy it. You know, I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just want to, uh, I want to see it, but I don't, I don't know. Part of me thinks it's going to be a little corny. You think it's going to be posse-like? Yeah. Uh, I, I feel it. I can just feel it. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah, I hope. I hope. I hope we're both wrong. But <laughs> I, I just don't think that. I don't think black westerns. I don't think people know how to make them. You know, without. It's just. I don't know. It just it seems like every time I see one, and there's been a few, they just come off as not very genuine. You know. Yeah, as like, I get like for people who don't know. You know, like the whole cowboy culture. And I think I've sent you a post about this. Or maybe you sent it to me. I don't know who sent it. I think I sent it. But it was like, you know, cowboys was a derogatory term. It used Mm -hmm. to mean black cowboy. It was like the black cowboys uh, were called cowboys. And the white cow cow, uh, rustlers were... uh, Cow hands or field hands or cow men or something. Cow like men, that. yeah, something like that. But cowboys was what they called the black dudes. Mm-hmm. But it, somewhere along the, you know, along the, uh, somewhere in history, this kind of evolved into white folks calling themselves cowboys. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And but it, that being said, uh, some of these all black casts and westerns, it seems to like. <sighs> It's like no, I wouldn't. Be, I, I doubt it would be like that because slavery was just, you know, probably only removed like 20, 10, 20 years. Yeah. So it's like, you know, some of these guys were, and it, don't get me wrong, they were, they were like black outlaws and stuff. But I don't know. It is sometimes it just feels like more like a palette swap. 
than an actual black experience. Right. It's like the same movie, but just put black faces on it and call it good. Right. Which some, sometimes just doesn't work. You know? No, and I, yeah, and I get it. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of like a little skeptical. You know, it's like they don't tell original stories. Like, I mean, you, you could start by telling the story, you know, of Bass Reeves and and, and, and move from there, you know. Um, like the rebank of the Wild Bunch was not bad, but it wasn't all black. But there was a black leader, then, but it's Denzel. You know what I mean? So yeah. I like that movie because uh, um, what's his name? Uh, God damn it! Um, Christopher Pratt. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not Christopher Pratt, but the the guy who played uh, the guy initially played um, Private Pile. What's his name? D'Onofrio. He he talks like this. He talks, but he's like the most brutal one of all of them. He's like killing dudes with axes and shit. (laughs) That was his entry into the movie. Yeah, didn't he throw an axe at somebody and then show up right right in the back of the like Uh. right in the back of the head? And that's how he opens it. He's like, and he starts taking the guy's stripping the guy down like his gun and shit. And he's like, my property, my property. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, God damn. Yeah, that dude was brutal. <laughs> oh my God, it looks like Mel Gibson's trying to remake it. Well, it's Magnificent Seven? No, the Wild Bunch. Oh. Like the actual Wild Bunch remake set for 2022 with uh, the midget, um, yeah, the dwarf Dinkle, Dinklage. Dinklage. Like Gibson and Momoa and Fassbender and Fox. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that's crazy. That a bit. Wait, Jamie Foxx? Yeah. And and Mel Gibson's directing? I think Mel Gibson's acting in it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I didn't think I didn't think Jamie Foxx would want to do it with Mel Gibson in it directing it. It was like, hey, after that whole pack of niggers thing. Yeah, was, well, <laughs> money tends to soothe all wounds. So yeah, Jamie might be looking at that paycheck and like, yeah, I'll forgive you this time. But next time, sir, I won't forgive you. Apparently. <laughs> $20 million and then you know we're all good, of course. Jeez. So, <laughs> <laughs> as long as I get my cash, I'll forgive you every time, sir. Doesn't matter what you do. Here, one last thing I wanted to say before we go. Yes. I would when you said that slavery had been gone for 10, 20 years, I've always wondered what it must have been like for a slave of maybe who's maybe 65 years old. On that day they told him he was free. What went through his mind? Where did he go? Because he had nowhere to go. What did he do? You know those are the kind of questions that I asked myself. It's like, I wonder what that day was like. You know, you mean, like, you mean, uh, when who, who was let go? The slaves were free when he would, oh, when the slave was free and he's like, he's a, he's an old man, you know, so it's all he's known. Oh, now he's free. Oh, I can tell you. Okay. There's books on this, dude. I read one. It was fucking insane. They just let him go. Yeah, that's what I mean. Many of them, many of them starved to death because they just they just let them go. It's like, yeah. oh, you're free. Uh, no, no severance package, no government help of any kind, no training, nothing. Yeah. They just let them go. A lot of them died, just starved to death. And um, 
that's why the burning of Black Wall Street was such a tragedy on top of the obvious, because these were these were, you know, sons, daughters of slaves, like only one generation removed. Mm -hmm. And they not only did they build a city, a town that was thriving, it was thriving to the point that it was they did. They were self-sufficient. They didn't need any help from anyone. And then the white neighboring white white uh, town or city, just you know, of envy and racism, just burned it to the fucking ground because they didn't want them. Why should they be able to prosper? Even though they did exactly what Republicans love to say, they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, no help from anyone, and made an economy that was becoming its own little superpower. And it is come and destroy it in in a in a weekend. Yeah, and that's the history that they don't want their little precious white kids to know about because it makes them feel bad. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes them makes them go. This apparently one of them said this one white lady swears her daughter said to her, "Mommy, was I am I born evil?" Because of critical race theory, which is not taught in any school, by the way, it's a it's an advanced course taught in law school. So fuck everybody who thinks it's taught in your school. Uh, and I'm like, wow, no kid would say that first. No, 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 they wouldn't. So, it's a it's a straight up lie. It is. <laughs> it, it, it's a lie. It's a political lie. It's it's just it's just a flat out lie to inflame poor white folks. And it's like. And I and I told I told somebody in a messenger once uh, a couple days ago I was messaging you were in the comment section, and I said you know what these white kids should feel bad. She said, "Well, why would you say that?" I said, "Because if they feel bad, they won't do it again. They won't. Well, they didn't do it the first time. They won't repeat history." There, there's better. That, that, that's the way to say it. But I yeah. was so pissed. I probably said it wrong. But it won't happen again. You right. understand what I'm saying? Once you forget the past. It's You'll going repeat to it. repeat itself. It just will. So, yeah, let them feel bad. Let them supposed to feel bad that their great-great-grandfather was a piece of shit settling this country, murdering and enslaving people. Yeah, they need to know that. Yep. And they need to feel bad about it. And then they need to go, then they need to do better than them. They need to act better than them. And then we can move forward. But if you tell them that nothing, that slaves were just immigrants who were, you know, that they just wanted to be there, now you're just, make, you're, you're, you're just making it worse. You're not making it better for anybody because you're poor white kid. If you don't want him to be treated for the color of his skin, fuck you. You didn't care when it was black people acting like you're being treated bad for the color of their skin. You didn't. You don't feel bad at all about that. Go fuck yourself. Oh. So anyway. And on that note, folks, we end <laughs> another week. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Uh, turn next week. We will we will do a couple reviews. Uh, one, the harder they fall, and um, the Eternals. So we'll see you next week. Peace.